This is the podcast Filmmaker. My name is Jared Isham, co-founder, chief creative, and filmmaker at Stageham Entertainment. Stageham Entertainment is dedicated to the development and production of independent entertainment for and in association with distribution partners. We aim to shift perspectives and broaden horizons through stories that touch the heart. My documentary, Art of the Brew, is now streaming. It is available to watch on some of your favorite streaming platforms. Visit stageham.com to see all our titles that are currently streaming. That is stageham.com. S-T-A-G-E-H-A-M.com. So last episode, we were talking about the big movie experiment, the attempt of making a low to no budget feature film in three days that turned into five days, but short, manageable five days, and with basically no money. This action spy thriller was our approach, and we wrote it in a highly detailed 40-page outline that the actors were encouraged to improv off of. The movie is mostly improv In a follow-up episode, I will discuss our vision on how we're going about being able to pull actors in on a lower budget slash no budget, yet still compensate them in a unique way that we're going to carry on to future projects in an even better way. So this is an early development. We went into production. We shot the movie. It was five days of shooting. A couple half days in there. It was really manageable short days. I'm sure many people want to know what was our camera situation for a movie like this. We had access to cameras and I have a camera. Ben, my filmmaking buddy, he also had access to a camera and they just happened to be in the same flavor of cameras. So we shot everything on the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 4K and the Blackmagic Ursa Mini Pro. And it was the G1. It was two cameras. Everything in the present, because there's a lot of flashbacks throughout the story, every present moment in the movie was shot handheld. So it was all handheld documentary style. The flashbacks were all shot traditionally on sticks, but we still shot with two cameras and tried to get reverse coverage and everything to speed stuff up. And that was our slowest day of the entire production. It was probably eight, nine hours of shooting. And we only got something like seven pages shot that day, which is still pretty fast. And the uh, improv nature of things did help to speed things up. The other thing we tried to do is use as much natural light as possible and never fear shadows. That was one thing that 
I didn't want to worry about is if there's in real life, people are walking in and out of shadows all the time. If it's a documentary, people are walking in and out of shadows all the time. We just needed to keep an element of the frame at proper exposure, but not fear shadows. So there was that element. We didn't want to fear shadows. We also didn't want to fear missing something. Like if someone moved and you didn't pick it up, like we could always do another take and we did that a few times. But if they missed it, then let's focus on the story and the characters and not be so heavy on, did we get this insert or this insert? Because if we shot it like a documentary, they don't always get those inserts. But if we can tell the story in an compelling way that doesn't leave people confused, that was the main experiment for this movie. We lit the entire movie mostly with an Aperture 100D. So it's a LED light, 100D, and that was basically our main light. We might have a few kickers here and there to bring fills up on some of the flashback scenes, but for the most part, it was natural light and a 100D that was mimicking a skylight. It was all set up. Minimal light and natural light was also part of the situation the characters were in. There's a lot of dialogue in this movie and there's two things, especially with it being improv, there's two things that were specific were, how are we going to capture this dialogue? And if we had a small crew, were we going to have good audio recording? So we ended up miking everyone with lapels. Everyone was on a lapel. And then there was a camera mic on at least the A camera, which was the one I was operating. Ben was on B camera, and that was the Ursa uh, Mini. And that one probably should have been A camera, but whatever. We, it just designates the two because we were both the master camera, if you think about it. And we had camera mics to pick up ambience. And if we lost audio, maybe that's not the worst thing. So everything seemed to work out great uh, as far as audio-wise. But then the fallback that I had, the worst thing ever, but I did it anyway, was the fix-it-in-post mentality. And I knew we had a couple different options. People's mics would be picked up from other, share the, the audio from different lapels if there was scratching or interference or something. If we ran into something, I had a number of noise reduction plugins that have saved me so much. So one that I have is Waves NS1, which is a great simple plugin. It's a single slider and it does quite good noise reduction. Waves W43 or W43, which has about four, four slider bands and a threshold, which works pretty good as well. Great compressor as well. It's, it helps to compress the dialogue a bit at the same time. Then I have Isotopes uh, Denoise, the RX5 or the RX uh, series. I, I have just had the light because I just needed the noise reduction at the time. Maybe I'll upgrade at some point. And then the big new one that I got is 
Clarity X by Waves, and it incorporates a lot of AI uh, samplings to develop a great noise reduction. Uh, so those four are my fail-safe in case something is horrible or we just have to do ADR. But we'll see how we can do it with those. Uh, but that was our audio setup. We were recording lapels with camera mics, and that was about it. On our flashback days, I think we recorded one boom for a big uh, uh, briefing scene. Um, and that was that. Was that. That our post approach, this one's also new, is decided because we're in black magic, let's try to go full resolve for this edit. Now, there's a few things that I have some issues with, but we're we prepped everything in DaVinci Resolve. The other thing that I'm trying to build out is building the project out in an ACES workflow. And whether that is a good idea or not. I'm doing it anyway, kind of just to learn the scope of things. And we'll be using Fusions to do a few effects here and there. And I will be incorporating After Effects to do some on-screen graphics. There's a lot of surveillance um, scenes and footage and stuff that we have to uh, tell a story through security cameras. Uh, And it makes for an interesting story. But that's where we're at right now. We're in post-production and we're slowly slowly trying to piece this together. But in big respect, we're also trying to quickly piece this together. So that's our, uh, that's our current status of the whole movie. There's a lot of learns that I have found in this whole process. And I'll be sharing those as we go. This was the big uh, experiment project. Um, the next next uh, next time, <laughs> let's share maybe a little bit about our workflow and how we're, our payment structure and how we're able to compensate our crew and how we plan on compensating crew and cast and talent and everyone involved going forward. So this has been Podcast Filmmaker. Uh, Don't forget, go check out Art of the Brew on your favorite streaming network. Uh, The link to where you can find where that's playing is below. And we'll continue this conversation in the next one.